What's new? What's real? What's good? I'm Nemenya, and I'm real. And I'm Cody, and I am good. And you are new to this podcast, so welcome. We're also new to this podcast, so welcome to us, too, honestly. Honestly. Yeah, I'm Nemenya, if you, in case you didn't know. I'm the real one. So what's new, Nemenya? I don't know. We just started a podcast. Why did I think we should talk about why we started this podcast. Why did we start this podcast? Um, I really don't know. I think we okay. talked about it being a way for us to just capture what's happening in the moment in mm-hmm. our lives and figure out what the heck's happening around us. Mm. What do you think? I think we did it so that we wouldn't be bored. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we do get bored pretty easily. Yeah, I agree. But we're about to get a lot less bored. We're both going to be pretty busy here. Why is that? Well, we both started new jobs. We did. Duh. Oh my goodness. I have not, actually. Well, I guess I did. I had like a go over the contract and your health insurance day, and then I officially start my job Monday of this week. So what are you doing? I am working in the Chicago public school system, working with students in underfunded schools that don't necessarily have all of the resources they need to succeed. And I want to go into education where even those really annoying kids that make you say, oh, oh, honey, you still see a glimmer of hope. Whereas in politics right now, I don't see that glimmer. We're going to talk a little bit about politics later. Yeah. Um, Before we do that, though, what's your new job? Oh, yeah. So I got a new job, too. I'm also working with students, but I am definitely not a teacher. Neither am I. Plug that in. (laughs) I'm not a teacher. Just trying to get away from that concept. Oh, you're not a teacher. I keep no. forgetting that you're not actually teaching. I like am you teaching. Were I'm just Honduras. not a teacher. You were like a... A, a lead teacher. Yeah. yeah. I have my own classroom. I don't have a classroom. Thank you so much, America. <laughs> well, I'm doing digital marketing, social media, and website design for a company that works primarily with students putting on conferences so that they can professionally develop themselves and all that jazz. It's kind of fun. Um, But in other news, outside of job, I just sold my car. Mm. So I'm officially without a car for the first time in six years. Got a car when I was 15. I can top that. Okay. I don't drive. Yeah, you don't drive. <laughs> so you've never had this problem, but we just moved to Chicago, so not having to... I was honestly... Okay, so I was honestly kind of nervous about not having a car, but having a car in the city is really, really expensive. It was going to be like $500 mm. a month if we wanted to keep the car. Along those lines, though, we've discovered that Public transportation is also fairly expensive. It's a pretty good system. It's a very good system. There's buses, there's trains, there's water taxis, there's the good old taxi, Uber and Lyft and whatso and whatever. But one bus ride is $2.25. And then within two hours of that initial bus ride, it's 25 cents per ride. After that's another $2.25. So like for me to get to work for the next three weeks, it's gonna be $5 a day. And there's times where just taking an Uber and splitting it between the two of us is cheaper than public transport. So just keep that in mind if you're moving to a new city. Public transport, yes, may cover a lot of ground, but it can also cost you a pretty penny. Not that it matters. I get it for free! (laughs) Yeah, you're going to get it for free with your job, but 
Me, on the other hand, when we decide to go to yeah. get downtown, it's ten dollars yeah. round trip, which is kind of pricey. But that is pricey, and we don't live that far from downtown. We're about thirty-five minutes at a busy point in the day from downtown via a bus and a train. Yeah, to drive it to Uber, it's like twenty minutes on an easy day, depending on the time. Yeah, if it's like rush hour, it's like forty-five. Yeah, don't get me started. And if we're pooling, it takes a little bit longer, obviously, mm-hmm. but. But anyway, not having a car, I do not miss it. It's amazing, and I wish I would have never had a car before in my life, but not all of us can be so lucky, Nemenia. Society forces things on humanity. Damn. I know. (laughs) I know. Anything else new in your life? I have decided to start this crazy concept called a bullet journal, because uh, I don't think there is a journal out there or an agenda more so that covers all of my needs. I'm very, very particular. I've gone through so many over the years. You are and pretty. I know. And this way, I can just create each week's template on a Sunday and it'll have exactly what I need. I'm very excited about it. And uh, I'm hoping I just don't lose the motivation to do it because I really need an agenda to succeed. You know? So what does your, your bullet journal look like? It's blue. It says wild ideas on the front, and then on the, the inside, inside look like <laughs> not the outside. I designed and you both. bought it from Target. Oh well, that's awkward. Sponsored. Um, so on the inside, you open it, and it's a two-page spread, and it has Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday on one side, and Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday on the other. And the majority of it is little boxes per day because I like being able to put in all the things I do each day into my agenda. But underneath it, there's a separate section where I can add sentences or phrases or to-do lists or shopping items to be bought and whatnot. Because I also like having a space where I can do more than just what I do during my week, but have the little knick-knack note section. And then as you flip through it, so once you flip past a week, my, my theory is that as I'm working that week, I'll be taking notes in it and it'll be in that chunk of pages between two weeks so I know like oh I'm looking for the notes from that one meeting on this day let me flip to this section of my bullet journal and that's where I can find it oh that's cool so are you writing any like when I tried bullet journaling for like a month Mm, I did like an actual journal no it was when you were in Honduras Mm, not October no so it was like March yeah um I actually like journaled in mine are you gonna do any journaling no probably not it's all task oriented and like essentially yeah it's just taking over the place of an agenda it's just a handmade agenda okay yeah with like notes and meetings and need to go shopping lists and all that jazz just in one little book that's really nice I do that too as far as like I have my big, like, folder notebook. That's the mm. word I'm looking for, a big notebook that I just, like, write all my notes in yeah. for work, and then I write my to-do list. Okay. But I don't, like, write my calendar in there. Oh. I write my calendar in it. I need to be able to see a calendar. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that's all I have for life updates. Anything new with you? Mm-mm. That is it. Then let's move on to the next segment of this podcast. We thought it would be really fun to take a quiz during each of these podcasts. If you want, you could totally take it with us. That would be really entertaining, I think, from your end viewer, subscriber, listener, person. (laughs) Person. Person. Um, Okay, let's do this, shall we? 
So what what quiz are we gonna do? Okay, so we are taking the can you successfully bake a cake without a recipe BuzzFeed quiz? Probably not. Probably. Mm, I don't know. I was gonna say probably yes, but I think I could bake a really good cake that might have like a really not cooked center. We've been watching a lot of Nailed It, and I feel like you can do a lot better than those people, so... But see, their specialty seems to be a very well-cooked outer part and a very not-cooked inner part, so... I mean, I think... Kind of like me as a human being. Do you see this gif on here? I think you're a little ahead of her. Do you know what know what that... You don't know what that is? No, I don't. Okay, pause (laughs) the quiz. We need to talk about Cody's lack of cultural respect for all that came before us. (laughs) <laughs> Please raise your hands if you know the classic 90s movie Clueless. Oh, I know Clueless. I just only seen it once. People only saw The Coming of Christ once, and they're still waiting for the second coming, so. Okay, moving on <laughs> to the quiz. First, you must preheat the oven, but to what temperature? So the options are between 100 degrees Fahrenheit and 500 degrees Fahrenheit. I feel like the... A safe spot is like 375. I was going to say 350. Oh. You do you. Okay. Now, time for the ingredients. How much flour will you need? Okay. If I'm um, only baking like a one, is it just a one one pan cake? I don't know. They haven't I'm, told us how they I assume it's just one pan cake. Like it's a, a cir- think of a circular pan vanilla cake. Okay. I'm going to stick with, it's one to six. I'm going to stick right in the middle at three. I think it's two. I'm going to go with two. Okay. Baking soda, one teaspoon. Baking soda? Yeah, how much baking soda? I don't know. I'll say one teaspoon also. How much butter will you add? Butter? There's a lot of butter and stuff. The cookies I made had 12 spoons of butter. Wow. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I'm going to say two cups. That's why we needed to buy more butter. (laughs) I just wonder. I'm going to go with two and a half. How many eggs will you need? Three. No, there has to be more. Cake always has more eggs. I'm going to say four. It, oh, it's one to five, so. Yeah. I, so I'm still going to say three. How many cups of sugar? Two. Two cups. Two? Two. Okay, it's definitely not three. No, two, three adds a lot of sugar. Is this like granulated or is this powder? Or is this baker's preference? How many teaspoons of vanilla extract? Never a lot. The cookies I just baked only had one teaspoon of, of vanilla extract. But this is a whole cake. I'm going to say two. I'm going to say two and a half then. (laughs) (laughs) I like vanilla. How many cups of milk will you add? None, because we're not baby cows. Anyway. I'm going to say one. I don't know how wet my cake needs to be. I really feel like it's two. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You will mix and pour the batter into the pan. How long will you bake it in the oven, Cody? Um, 40 mm. minutes. I was going to say 45. Everything seems better, like three quarters to the hour. I don't know. Finally, how long should you wait to ice the cake? Well, oh. if you're on Nailed It, I would say let's put it on that, in that icing, ice freezer, the quick freezer. The blast chiller, folks. Oh, the blast chiller. Um, but... Because this only stretches zero to 30 minutes, I'm going to say 30 minutes. I'm going to say 30 as well. You need that thing to cool down, but you don't want it to get, like, old. It's not going to get old in 30 <laughs> minutes, Nemenya. Never know. What the heck? I appreciate that it says, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <gasps>
Nuh-uh. What is your say? It turned out beautifully. You applied the perfect temperature, measurements, and wait time. It turned out beautifully. You applied the perfect temperature, measurements, and wait time. I call baloney. We had drastically different answers. Wow. Maybe it just depends on the type of cake we're making. Well, update. The type of cake we're making looks like at least a two-layer vanilla cake with a chocolate buttercream on the outside and some very nice chocolate um, piping work and sprinkles. With that star candle. That you made. I made that, yeah. Yeah, it's soy. I personally made that myself. I made the flame. I summoned them directly from hell. Okay. You know that quote? That's a quote from a Food Network show. Get it together. (laughs) Moving on. I'm so upset that we both got the same answer. I don't know. I'm a better baker than you. You are not. I am. He is. Okay. All right. Well, (laughs) next. Now we know what's new. What's new with you? Leave a comment down below. (laughs) Okay. Do do they do that on this platform? No. (laughs) (laughs) Please... Like, subscribe, and thumbs up. Just follow Nomeni on Instagram. Because that's the only social media you can find me on. I'm speaking to this microphone as if it is you all who are listening. Um, you're beautiful and covered in Marigold's hair. Yikes. (laughs) So, Cody, what's real? I'm gonna get some water first. He sipped the water because he's gonna spill the tea. So, Nomenia. Oh. Have you updated your ID lately? Yes, actually, I just moved, and you have to update it within 10 business days of moving. Oh, good. Weekends don't count. Because according to our president, Donald Trump... Oh, Mr. Trump, I see. You're going to need that when you go grocery shopping. Sometimes I need it when I go grocery shopping. Like, if I buy alcohol, they're like, hey, how old are you, kiddo? And I go, hey, bud, 22, how old are you? And they go, uh, 21 on three, because they're only 19. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite. Um, Sorry. (laughs) Donald Trump literally said in a campaign rally, number one, why is he campaigning? Because he wants to be president for a second term. But no one else wants him to be president for a second term, except for my grandma. And possibly Melanie. Melanie. (laughs) (laughs) Heard of her? <laughs> Whatever. Melanie Trump. Melanie Trump. She's one of the daughters. Um, in a... So... <laughs> whatever. <laughs> in a campaign rally thing that he was having... Yeah. He literally was, like, talking about voter registration and how you don't need a picture ID to go and vote for the next president. He made it very, very personal for him. But you need one to go to the grocery store. I'm... Uh, the bigger issue at hand here, in my humble opinion, is the fact that you don't need an ID to go get registered to vote or to vote, but you do need proof of address to be able to vote, and that really messes up a lot of Native Americans on reservations because their addresses are not recognized by the USPS, and therefore they cannot vote in elections. Fun fact. What do you mean? What do you mean? I don't know the full details on this, so let me catch you that later. But, yeah, it was a huge issue when... I interned for a congressperson. Native American citizens would come to our office all the time and complain about the fact that they could not vote because they did not have legitimate residents in that county to vote within that county, even though their reservation falls within our county. But it's because of the way their land is laid out, they don't have addresses. They have P.O. boxes, and P.O. boxes do not count for voter registration. 
That's really... But you need a ID to go grocery shopping. You don't. That was the, <laughs> the point of that. Oh. I was <laughs> saying you do need one. You... I missed it. You literally... You do not need an ID to go grocery shopping. But he wants you to have one. No. Oh. He was literally just being ignorant because when was the last time he was in a grocery store? He was like, oh, you, you don't need one to go to vote... Because he wants stronger voting regulations. But he's like, but you have to have one when you go grocery shopping, right? Oh. I'm still trying to understand what he's even talking about. I have a direct Do you think it's because, like, I see what he might mean. Do you remember when people would uh, be like, okay. Hi, welcome to Treasure Island Foods. Did you find everything okay? Yes, I did. Thank you for asking. Okay, the total's gonna be twenty five ninety three, please. Hands credit card. Do you have ID with that? Okay. Do you see what I mean? Because he hasn't gone to a grocery store in the last twenty years. That's true. That's fair. I've never had that happen to me. Yeah. So his literal literal quote: "You go out and you want to buy groceries. You need a picture on a card. You need ID. You go out and you want to buy anything. You need your ID and you need your picture." In this country, the only time you don't need it, in many cases, is when you want to vote for a president, when you want to vote for a senator, when you want to vote for a governor or a congressman. Congressman. I it's watched, crazy. I watched a whole documentary where a 16-year-old was able to buy a gun at an NRA rally without ID. So I just want to... Can we put that... Um, who's his correspondence person? Can we get that in his next speech, please? Um, I'm sure his... Fact check. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure his followers would just love that, actually. Do you think his followers follow this podcast? My grandma. Wow. Hey, Cheryl. <laughs> Didn't mean to call you out like that. I hope you're doing okay. Uh... So outside of politics, anything else that's real? Um, that's all I wrote down. Oh my one. gosh. Well, <laughs> prepare yourself. Okay. So, there's a lot of things in this world that people put in quotations, and this is one of them. Conspiracy theory. Conspiracy, Conspiracy theory. theory. Precisely. They're real. <laughs> what? Yeah. No. So, they are. So, I have a conspiracy theory I want to talk about today. I don't... And... Uh, I don't... I don't love these because you just go on and on and on about them. I only have one, two, three, four, five bullet, five main bullet points of notes and then about seven sub bullets. So. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. So, uh, have you ever heard, I'm not going to start like that. <laughs> if you look in the sky, yeah, look in the sky, close your eyes and visualize this. Okay. All, all of I you. see is ceiling. So close your eyes. Think of the blue sky. Think of some clouds, some big puffy white clouds. They're beautiful. Cumulus, succulus, all those. Succulents? <laughs> that not one. Cirrus. <laughs> Cirrus. I was going to say Cebius. Um, <laughs> I don't know about you. So think of the clouds. And now, a close your eyes. And now a beautiful plane flies through like a jet, like a high flying jet. Yeah. What does it leave behind it? Um, a little putt putt of smoke. Interesting. Interesting. That little putt-putt of smoke is not smoke. The government wants you to believe that that is a contrail. Contrail. Stands for condensation trail. Uh-huh. The very helpful people at WikiLeaks have notified <laughs> us. 
have notified us that the other name for those is chemtrail. Really? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. It's real. That's why it's in this section of this podcast. I mean, like, isn't the same thing that comes out of a plane is the exhaust that comes out of a car? No. Why? No, 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 no. So let me tell you. The government wants you to believe the Trump administration and many administrations prior to him the want Obama you <laughs> administration. He also had his flaws. Um, <laughs> they want you to believe that it's just condensation from water that it's on the plane and like equalizing the air pressure. That's condensation coming out of this plane. So in 1996, the United States air force, a branch of our military let out a report stating they were working with weather modification that was coming from chemicals released by high-flying planes that left trails in the sky. Are you about to tell me that every single Southwest plane that we see is changing the weather? Worse, they're controlling us. (laughs) What? Yes, so chemtrails can be linked to a list of many dangerous items, such as weather modification, psychological manipulation, human population control, hashtag China, chemical and biological warfare. That is a direct quote from WikiLeaks. (laughs) WikiLeaks. So, Uh, okay. It's not condensation. It is chemicals being released from these planes to control us. The government has tried to stifle these rumors by issuing photos of empty planes that have these massive barrels in them. And they are stating these barrels are filled with water to simulate cargo and human passengers while this plane is running tests. And the water can be moved from one barrel to another with like a switch of a button to show weight distribution and all that jazz. But nobody ever showed us what was inside the barrels. So how do we not know that it's not chemicals controlling us? What? Yeah. (laughs) And then it gets even better. Multiple government agencies have come out and stated that these are not chemicals, such as the EPA, the U.S. Air Force, and even NASA. Why would they care so much? Why would they care if it's not real? Why would NASA, of all organizations, tell us, sorry guys, it's not chemicals, lol, just condensation. What did they know more about the moon than they know about this? Thoughts? (laughs) Well, first off, I never thought that it was water condensation coming out from the back of the plane. I thought it was fueled exhaust. Um, But I don't know about this genetically modified it's not genetically modifying us it's a chemical that we breathe in and then it controls us it's like an active agent i don't how it does it control us it's probably programmed to have our minds complete certain tasks so imagine during election season they just sprinkle a little bit of this and check off the wrong box am i right and you know which one's the wrong box Am I right? <laughs> what? I don't I don't know about this one. What? I don't know if that was a Yeah, I don't I'm going to I'm going to say fake news on that one. What? I'm going to say that the chemtrails have gotten to you and this is nothing but government propaganda to notify the people that it's not chemicals and therefore you are just doing what it's telling you to do. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> chemtrails. Google it. 
Okay, I I'm not going to Google that, but oh I'm sure you'll tell me about it for the next four years. I doubt it. In all seriousness, I don't believe in this one either. When I was reading through it, it oh, just really? sounded pretty crazy. <laughs> like Julian Assange is wherever he's hiding right now. He's rolling around his fine Egyptian cotton bed. So, what do you actually think it is? Condensation, hundred percent. I just oh really? Yeah. It's Why t- would it be condensation though if it's coming out from a plane? Like, where does well, the fuel Well, think about, like, go? have you ever been on a plane when you're sitting there? Been on a plane. And you, uh, the air is on, you're kind of like, ooh, this feels so nice and chilled. And then a bunch of, like, condensation starts coming out of the vents. Mm-hmm. I imagine it's that, but at a higher... Oh, because of the altitude change? Yeah, exactly. There's so much moisture up there, isn't there? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm we not know nothing about aeronautics. Isn't what? it? Aeronautics, right? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say, I know nothing about the weather. Oh. Wow. Chemtrails, form your own opinions. <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay. Well, we know what's new, we know what's real. Hayes, what's good? So, I have two things that I want to talk about this week. Mm-hmm. Mostly things that I saw um, on the internet. So, the first thing, did you see the article of the homeless guy who got a job because yes. he uh, posted his resume? Yes! I Well, no, it was that... Maybe we're talking about different ones. Maybe. I saw this on LinkedIn. Where'd you see it? I saw it on LinkedIn and Facebook. Okay, so I saw the one where this individual was on the street as if he were panhandling, but instead of um, asking for money, he was handing out copies of his resume. And then the story went viral because individuals posted pictures of him and his story online. Yeah, that's what And then companies reached out. Yeah. Oh, I think somebody posted his resume online and was like, give this man a job. Oh, no. Someone posted it on... Well, essentially, yeah. Is that what happened? That's what happened, is that someone took a picture of him after talking to... <laughs> you good? Nope. Drop Next. all your water? Yep. Um, <laughs> essentially, someone took a picture of him and took a picture of his resume, because they got his resume, mm-hmm. and on his resume was his phone number and his email oh, address. Oh, I was when I had people contacted him. And so... Uh, she posted, like, this guy's uh, super great, and uh, he's working hard trying to get a, a job, um, and a bunch of companies had, had reached out to him, and he was current. last I read, he was currently um, interviewing and, like, going through a bunch of different job offers, but did you read his story about, like, why he was homeless? No, I'm looking into it literally right now. It talks about how he's a Texas A&M graduate. He moved to Silicon Valley to launch his own tech startup, but ran out of money and has been sleeping in his car since June. So his tech startup was a fail. Yeah. Um, and then he he made it work. Yeah. You better work. So he is a a great example of how you can go extra miles, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, some of the companies that showed interest were Google, Pandora, and Netflix. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's a web designer. Yeah, I knew he was super techie, which is, you would think he would have better luck in, because wasn't he in San Francisco? Silicon Valley? Silicon no, Valley. so, um, San Jose. San Jose. Um, yeah. I don't know where that is in California in relation to, like, the map, but, mm. yeah. He says that he's received more than 200 job offers. Wow. That's insane. Honestly. Where was that when I was applying for jobs? How does that work when you fill those applications and it asks for your like your address? If you don't have one, you don't have one. Or list your family's address. Mm. 
So he's probably still in touch with his family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound like he was homeless for very long, since June, it says. So he's been yeah. sleeping out of his car for two months, which, like, my gosh, imagine. Good for him for persevering. Yeah. Wow. Good so, one, good one. That's so similar to the one where, I don't know what this one took place, but there was a homeless man who also was talking about wanting to get a job and employment and whatnot, and um, a police officer saw him, and so the police officer gave this man a haircut and helped shave his face and put him in some nicer clothes so he could interview at a McDonald's. And then he got the job. Oh, no. Yeah, so he's got a job at McDonald's now. And uh, the news, like, followed up on his story and it talked about how he's really excited to get started. He finished his training. And he's just super, super stoked to get his life on the track he wants it to be on. Yeah, that's good. Lit, right? Yeah. Emotionally. Really I know, it is. I feel like more, that's what our police should be doing. Mm-hmm. Like people, we should have people out there trying to help homeless people, not trying to ignore them and mm-hmm. ignore the issue at hand. Yeah, another article I just read was about how even if we can't afford to give a homeless person a dollar or some change, we can afford to make eye contact with them. Yeah, and we can afford to be nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a powerful yeah. statement. I like it. Mm -hmm. So the next one, next good thing in the world that really excites me is that Starbucks announced that they are going to be opening their first American signing store in Washington, D.C. What does that mean? It means that every single employee in there um, are fluent in American Sign Language. Oh, signing. Yeah. And they cater towards um, people that are deaf or hard of hearing. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you think they'll still have red cup controversy? <laughs> From Christmas? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, probably. Because, you know, even when Starbucks tries to do something good. Republicans. Enough said. <laughs> That's really exciting, yeah. though. Has it opened? Um, uh, no, it'll be open in October. Are they training individuals in American Sign Language? Or are they hiring individuals who are already... Fluent. They're hiring people that are already fluent. Okay. Um, and then whether they're deaf, hard of hearing, mm-hmm. or an ally. So they have to be one of those three plus fluent in ASL mm-hmm. to qualify for the position. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And then there is, it's, this isn't the first store, but it's the first store in the United States that is catered towards. Um, they have other ones? Yeah. The other one, I think, was... In Amsterdam. Mm, such a progressive little city. Maybe not, though. It oh. was somewhere in Europe, though. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed it, because I like hearing good news about the deaf community. I agree with that statement. The other day, I went to Starbucks, and the craziest thing happened. I was given my drink. I ordered their new... Ooh, what is it? It's like a... Is it, it's not passion fruit. It's, um... Oh, the dragon fruit. Yeah, dragon Dragon fruit. fruit. Yeah, their new dragon fruit refresher. And uh, it was a grande. She hands me my cup. I'm looking at it like there's no straw. And then I had this internal conundrum of Starbucks is eliminating straws and they're getting those special lids. And this drink, I think, would qualify for one of those special lids because it's just water with some juice flavorings and simple syrup and ice. So... I'm looking at this and uh, realizing this is not a special lid. This is just a standard lid, but there's no straw stations <laughs> and there is no straw in my drink. What? Yeah. So I'm trying to decide, do I just like pop off the lid and drink my drink? Um, or am yeah. I supposed to ask for a straw? Yeah, that's fine. I don't mind doing that. 
or do I ask for a straw? And uh, I, I guess I just stood there for a little too long <laughs> because this barista comes back to the serving bar and is just like, oh, here's your straw. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. That's thank you. And then she literally said, yeah, you looked confused. Well, yeah. I just didn't know what I was supposed to do because I remember reading about those strawless cup lids and it wasn't one of those lids, but there were no straws at that bar or at the separate bar by the trash cans. Was, and it, so, was it the store by Chipotle? It was the one in Target. Oh, the one in Target. Yeah. Oh, because the one down the street mm-hmm. has those special lids. I've seen them. That's probably because they are... What is that called? A franchise? Or not a franchise? They're like owned by Starbucks, oh, yeah. whereas the one in Target is not owned by Starbucks. They it's haven't owned gotten by... there yet. Yeah, you know? That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm excited for those lids to come out because I think they're a cool, yeah, cool they, idea. There have been so many complaints, though. Why? They, something about how they look like um, sippy cups. Okay, I don't really care about how it looks. I know, that's what kills me, too. <laughs> I, I don't really care. About reduction of plastic. Yeah. I think it's also really important to note that a lot of individuals have complained about the lids because they are not um, they're not accessible to many individuals with disabilities who require a straw. Okay. It's important to acknowledge the fact that Starbucks is not getting rid of all of their straws. They're going to have straws available in the store. And then if an, if an individual needs a straw, they simply have to ask for a straw, which has its pros and cons. In a way, they have to then out themselves because of their need for a straw. But at the same time, it is going to aid in the elimination of as many straws as there are floating in our oceans and riddling our sidewalks. Yeah, I'm down. I, you I know? understand that. Yeah, there's just so many pros and cons to this argument. But at the same time, I just think that the best move was to get rid of the straws. The lids may the lids may look a little funny, but at the end of the day, they are the better option. I think they look fine. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then another argument to it is that people are confused because the lid has more plastic than a straw does. Mm-hmm. Which I... The controversy around the straws isn't the fact that they're made out of plastic though or their biodegradability is the damage that straws do because of their shape and size isn't it i, like, I don't know you were telling me this before and i yeah. had, i hadn't known the impact of the straws but it makes yeah. sense because i think it's like billions of straws mm-hmm. that we make you said they're not able to be recycled right right so recycling machines work with sensors for the most part like the more modern ones there are still recycling machines that work with like hand pickers like humans are picking recyclable and non-recyclable goods out of these the ones that are sensor operated a lot of the time they consider a straw to be too small of an item to be recycled and it's automatically booted out of the recycling line and gets thrown into that this was accidentally recycled it actually has to go to a waste fill oh yeah so the issue so the plastic is recyclable it's just that the machines don't pick them up as easily because of their size therefore they're ending up in landfills and in oceans and again that's where they're causing more harm because they can easily we've all seen the sad photo of a turtle with a straw on its nose yeah um whereas a lid is large enough to be picked up by the recycling machine therefore it can be recycled um and if for some reason it were to accidentally end up in an ocean or in a landfill i would think it would be able to cause it wouldn't be able to cause as much damage to animals you know it would be harder for some animal, a mm-hmm. fish, to swallow a, a lid that's three, four inches wide than yeah. it is to swallow a straw that's, you know, half yeah, an inch. I would agree. 
Well, Cody, this has been a good chat. It's been real. It's been good. Tune in next week to see what's new. Goodbye. All right. Well, good talk. Good talk. Um, when are we uploading this? Um, I don't know. Maybe I have to edit this. Yeah. Then we should set a date, though. We should set a date. Take it slow. Did we just start a podcast? <laughs> yes. Yes, we did. Let's do this again.